American Werewolf in London. Children's World Night. Alex is back with Benjamin, the little Pakistani. Alex, how are we feeling tonight? Benjamin, no. Alex, no what? Benjamin, no. Alex, smiling. Benjamin, you have been severely beaten about the face and neck. Benjamin, no. Alex, I thought not. She tucks him in. Alex, you sleep now and have sweet dreams. Benjamin, Alex, no, for the first time. Benjamin smiles as Alex tucks him in. You can see clearly the full moon outside through the window. Alex flat night. David sits reading Connecticut Yankee where he suddenly clutches his head in pain. David, Jesus Christ, he stands in agony. The book falls to the floor. David screams, What? Christ, what? Grins sweating profusely, clinging to the side of his head. He trembles violently. David, I'm burning up. Jesus. He rips at his shirt, tearing off his body, dripping wet. David shouts out in pain and fear. Jack, where the are you now, you fucker? As a new spasm pan whacks his body, he cries out in anguish. David, help me. Somebody help me. Body, help me, please, Jack. David's hair is wringing wet. He screams and goes on his legs. D, pleading willingly. I'm sorry I called you a meatloaf, Jack. New box of agonizing pain wrecked through David's body. Grabs at his pants, pulling them off. If they're burning him. Standing naked in the centre of the room. David grasps for air. He falls to his knees, then forward to his hands. He remains on his hands and knees, trying to mask his torment. But he's of no use. On all fours he gives himself over to its crucial hurt and slowly begins to change. The metamorphosis from man into beast is not an easy one, as bone and muscle bend and reform themselves. The body suffers lacerating pain. We can actually see David's flesh move the rearranging tissue. His mouth bleeds as fangs emerge. His whole body's face distorts his jaw, it stands, his skull literally changing shape before our eyes. His hands gnarl, his fingers curl back as claws burst forward. The camera pans up full to show the full moon. Outside through the window, David moans change slowly into low gruntle growls. We hear the four footfalls as a wolf begins to walk. As the camera pans back over the room, we see the front door pushed open and hear the wolf piling off into the darkness. Residential street night. A taxi pulls up in front of black flats. Attractive couple gets out. The man pays the driver. The, taxi, the cab drives off. Well, which one, Harry? Man, number 39. But let's go round the back. Woman, why? Come on, we'll, we'll give Sean a scare. Woman, you're crazy, Harry. Harry, come on. Harry takes her hand and leads her around the side of the flats. The apartment's put on, back up in the park and what, two walk around the rear. The park is dark and quiet. Night, woman, did you hear something? Harry, just now. Woman, yes, Harry, no. We are, here we are, Sean is the one. The wolf springs before the woman can scream. The wolf swells around and goes for her throat. We can't see clearly, but we see enough to realise how large a wolf is. Its wolven fidget 
features are twisted and demonic. The wolf savagely devours his two victims. Sean's night. Sean's wife is looking through the French windows out in the park. Into the park. Middle-aged couple. Wife. Sean. Those hooligans are in the park again. Sean. Aren't, they, aren't you ready yet? They'll be here any minute. Wife. Something's going on out there. Hospital. Nursing station. Night. Miss Gallagher is helping Mrs. Hobbs dispense medication to paper cups. When Dr. Hurst approaches, he's still wearing his overcoat. Dr. Hurst. Is Mr. Pry- Mrs. Price on duty this evening? Mr. Hobbs. Yes. Doctor. Doctor Hurst. Miss Gallagher. Do you know if Miss Price has seen a council voice since his release? Mrs. Gallagher is not sure how to answer. Miss Gallagher. Hmm. I don't know if Alex has walked up and overheard the last. Alex is all right. Susan. Yes, Doctor. I have. Doctor Hurst. Come to my office, Miss Price. Alex and Susan exchange glances as you believe follows Dr. Hurst down the hallway. Night. Sean is exited the back of his flat to investigate the wife's complaints. She bangs, hangs by the door. He, he walks deeper into the park. Sean calls out, Is anyone there? Dr. Hurst's office. Night. Dr. Hurst hangs up his overcoat. Dr. Hurst, sit down. Alex sits and Dr. Hurst leans against the desk. Dr. Hurst, I was in need of doctor today. Alex was confused. Dr. Hurst realises the cause of her concern. Dr. Hurst, oh dear girl, your extracurricular activities are no consequence to me. I don't give a damn who you sleep with. I'm concerned about David. Alex, yes, sir. Dr. Hurst, it's a full moon. Where is he? Alex, my flat. I'm off at midnight and Dr. Hurst picks up the phone. Dr. Hurst, number, Alex. Your number sixty. Night. Sean carefully approaches something near the trees. He steps up and something looks down to see what it is. It's an arm. Alex flat light. Stream close up. The telephone rings loudly. This is a scare. It continues to ring unanswered. Dr. Hurst's office. Night. Dr. Hurst wakes on the phone. Riley hanging up. Dr. Hurst. He's not there. Alex grows worried. Alex is not, Dr. Hurst. Alex, has he persisted in his werewolf fantasies? Alex, well, yes, but he seems to be more upset by the death of his friend. Dr. Hurst, was his friend reappeared to him again? Alex, yes, Dr. Hurst, what did he say, Alex? David said Jack comes to warn him. Dr. Hurst, warn him? Dr. Hurst, what's wrong? Is it something more serious then? More serious than I know, Dr. Hurst. I tried to investigate the attack. With no records, the case was closed, and now they're misplaced at the vow. David's aspirations are cleaned and dressed when he arrived here, and yet, probably, no doctor examined him before I did. The good boy is already in the ground, so he's no good to us. So I went to the pub in East Raptor, where I was convinced of two things. Dot, Alex, yes, Dot, Hurstley, you were lying. There's no witness, no escape, lunatic. The whole community is hiding the truth of what actually happened out there. Alex, and what else, Doctors? I think the village of East Potter is hiding some dark and terrible secret. I'm convinced that, like David, they believe in his werewolf. Alex is fabricated, Dr. Hurst. You have actually no idea where David might be. Alex, no, he knows no one in London. Besides me, I shouldn't have left him alone, Alex, surely you're not suggesting, Dr. Hurst, David has severe 
suffered a severe trauma. I am myself witness of a form of mastermosis in each proctor. It was it, it all the well villages believed that Jack Goodman was killed by a werewolf. Why shouldn't David? And when he follows that he survived at that by a werewolf, wouldn't he himself become a werewolf next full moon? Alex bewildered Dr. Aristotle's. Oh, I don't mean running around on all fours and howling at the moon, but it's some, some, such a strange state. He could harm some himself, perhaps others. Alex, what should we do? Dr. Hurst, let's call the police and see if they can help us find our wandering boy. Brick Lane, night, a bombed out ruins of his unsightly of our London, a stark and inviting in the moonlight. Three old derelicts are hurried, herded around a trash can fire, trying to keep warm. A skinny dog is tied up beside him. It is peck up, up, he growls in warning, derelict. Oh, Winston smells something, Derelict too. Goes out, who's there? A dog begins to whine. Derek, let, let, let him go, Derek. Well, he unties Wilson, who takes off. Running in terror, Derek, they rob that. Derek, worried. Where, who, Derek? Here who's there? And then Wilfrey howls, shatters the night. We, we hear, heard his sound on the moors. Derek, that's not Winston. Derek, look here, he points out to the night. They strain their eyes, something's approaching him. They, they can just make out its size. Derek, memory of guard. Subway station, night, a train screeches to a halt of scare. We own the tubes of London. Only one passenger disembarks. The train goes off, leaving him alone in the cavernous hallways. The passenger is a young man, rather well dressed. He looks about the platform. Then at his watch, he walks up to the vending machine to buy a cabaret chocolate bar. Subway station, long shot as a passenger, puts his coin in the vending machine. The camera is on the ground level. As we watch the passenger, the legs flesh up by us. Cut to close-up of the passenger eating his chocolate bar. He turns thoughtfully, wondering if he heard something. Satisfied he's alone, he begins to walk down along the serpentine tunnels. They make up London's tubes. He feels it being followed and turns up looking slowly to look. There's no, there's no one. He continues concerned about his imagination. <laughs> he, feel, he, feel, he feels being followed. No, but, but, cut to... He feels he's being followed and turns slowly to look. But no... But no in no money, he continues concerned about his imagination. Cut to close up, Wolf's eyes watching in the darkness. Back to the scene, a passionate approaches. The first escalator pauses, then goes on going swiftly and silently up the moving staircase. Cut to close up, Wolf's snout. In profile, we see its ragged, razor sharp falls from his mouth. Back to the scene, a passionate reaches the landing and walks briskly down the long tunnel knot. Escalator to street level. He's being followed. He hears it and we hear it. He stops, frightened. Passionate, hello. Cut the tunnel. Long and empty, the passionate. Passionate, is there someone there? We hear the wolf's heavy breathing. Passionate, begin to panic. Passionate, I can assure you that this is not in the least bit amusing. He looks around wildly. Passionate, I report this. Passionate, 
passenger, B.O.V. We see the wolf a great distance, following down the tunnel towards us. Passenger, good lord, the passenger runs, turns to flee. His dog becoming a run. He's terrified. Wolf close up. The wolf steps, running steps. The passenger frankly, frankly running, falls to the ground hard, blooding his nose. He scrambles to his feet, crying out in fear. Reaching the elevator, he begins to run in the moving stairs, falling several times. He sits, panting and defeated, a blood tickling from his nose. Wolf's POV, he begins to climb the stairs. The camera t- t- tracks slowly, an increasing horrified passenger, until we are in a stream, close-up of his eyes. Then, when we cut to close-up of a tiger roaring, a scare, the tiger paces in its cage and roars again. We're at London Zoo Day. It's early morning and all the animals are aroused. We cut around to the roaring cats, screeching monkeys and panicking birds, etc. Till we come to the wolf's cage where we find David naked, curled up on the ground by the cage asleep. David wakes up slowly. He's completely naked, his body dirty, with several scratches on his toes or legs. He yawns and stretches, makes a face, and his fingers, something to say so. From he picks something to say for from his mouth. He also notices something under his fingernails as he goes to clean him. He suddenly goes a, does a complete stand loyal, discovering where he is. He puts his hand over his eyes. David, wake me up, Alex. We slowly, he slowly peeks for his fingers. He's still there. He stands up, looks around, and opens, who opens. A woman with prams and children has all about. David sees them coming towards him, notes his lack of clothes and sights. Be better for all concerned. They don't meet. He looks around for a suitable hiding place and dashes behind some bushes. He crashes down so that he can, can, cannot be seen, scratches himself in a form. Ouch! David, ouch! And it's that day. Alex sits holding David's torn t shirt. She is trying to read her book, but it's just too distracted. The phone rings and runs into it. Alex, excited and disappointed. Hello, no, Dr. Hurst, he hasn't come back yet. Yes, I will, Doctor. But I feel so helpless, sitting here doing nothing. Thank you, yes, goodbye. She hangs up and looks around the empty flat. She's there. She's no more worried than ever.